You're listening to Art Root Radio, and today in the studio, we have the Sunflower Project. We are talking to the sunflowers, and what I mean by that is we are having um, a group collaboration of a whole bunch of incredible, um, very well-known artists, and we have come together in the times of COVID to Exchange Digital Skills, and it's a When Seniors Create program as part of our Sunflower Project movement, but it really is just connecting through this this last winter of COVID. Um, And our project, the Sunflower Project, has deep roots. If you're listening, you'll hear lots about it. But what it truly is, is connecting and talking to each other and connecting through stories while you create art. So this is what we've been doing. We had um, all these reclaimed satellites, which is always very important to all of my projects, is that we consider people, place, and planet. And um, so we take these satellites and we scrounge for them and we have them cleaned or we clean them and scrub them. And that whole, you know, reclaiming and, and cleaning up our planet is such a, you know, kind of a healing thing. And then we distribute them and have them painted by many artists. We're pushing really hard to raise money because these times are tough and artists need to make an income. So we're definitely working on that. But the real power is in the healing of when you create. And um, it's just incredible to be with a group of artists like this because their positivity, you know, during these really kind of challenging times really showcases in this art. And it's, I believe, a really important show because... There's so much energy and hope in these paintings. And um, yeah, so that's a really exciting thing. But for me, it's the connections of their souls and their stories and how everybody reached out and wanted to connect in a real vulnerable and open way. This was um, kind of a new initiative. And having everybody work together in these times digitally has been really a challenge Artists are definitely hermit-like, but this was hermit-like extreme and having to kind of pop our heads out of our little snail shells and come out and work together was just inspirational. And um, people that didn't know each other very well at all have come together to create an incredible show. We'll leave some websites where you can see the show. And we worked with this small gallery in Vernon, British Columbia called Gallery Vertigo. And the people there work tirelessly to keep their charity going, especially in these times. So we're very grateful for that and that partnership and this exhibition. But take some time and um, think about a little tiny seed, a little sunflower seed, just popping its head out as the light is starting to show. And I want you to think and use your your power of, of light and good intention when you listen to the sunflowers and listen to these artists as they share their thoughts on our project and being an artist in the time of COVID. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to Art Root Radio. Good morning. How are you doing? I am absolutely fantastic. COVID, my COVID hits over. I'm healing and welcoming spring. How about you? Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm looking at the sunshine and feeling invigorated. That's how I'm feeling. So what, what we're gathered here today, 
Because one of the things I'm noticing as we're moving forward with our Sunflower Project, and you've been a sunflower with me now for a few years, I think now. We have been, yes, at least two. Yeah, and it's exciting because we're having groups come to us now. And so we're going to, you know, spread the wealth and have sunflower teams growing in many areas, which is important. But one of the conversations that keeps sort of coming up is about the tribe of women artists in our golden sunflower years coming together as a tribe. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's, I like that. It sounds, I like that a lot. It sounds like we've, um, we're the crones. And so being a tribe is really, really cool. It's not exclusive, it's inclusive. And we do have a few males in our group too, right? So we have to think about those, but I love the tribe. I think that's a great, great name. I think so too, because last night I was thinking about all this and, you know, how much work we've all put into this and, you know, it's been hard and, and you know, any project that's worth its salt is hard. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing comes easy, not, not, not if you want it to look good as an artist. So what do you think? We talk about that a lot. And again, how hard, I mean, I know people and everybody works hard in life. They really do talent and the talent of hard work, but being an artist, how, you know, how would you describe it to a young artist about to make their path as an artist? How would I like being an artist? Yeah. How describe how that journey is. Well, that's a great question. I think the journey, um, it begins, you're born with it. And as you grow older, you start to realize that what it is that's speaking through you. And then you get to a place where you really want to, well, you have to. When you're a teenager, when when you're young, you're doing it, you're working with it. And then all of a sudden you get to a spot and you go, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. And what being an artist is a very important part of our world. And we need to share that. It's not about owning it so much as it is about sharing that and there's really, if you think about globally, how many people are artists, there's not that many of us, but our work is so far reaching. And that's the important thing about being an artist is sharing that, sharing that energy, inspiring people, um, just, just giving you, giving people, and I found in the time of COVID, it just gives people a time to pause, even if it's only for five minutes to gaze into a piece of art. It's so, so um, important. I think too, and you're from the area that's been hit so hard between fires and floods. I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm only kind of having that because I mean, we got hit by the fires and I can only imagine last year and then your area got hit by floods. Oh, devastating. Absolutely devastating. Yes. And so many of my friends are involved in that. So you kind of take a little nosedive down, even though I like I wasn't flooded. But when everybody you know was flooded, it's um, it takes a hit. And then they have taken such a big hit. Um, So I think the arts are going to just going to also give people a pause in that i had somebody that came to my studio yesterday and she was burnt out at Lytton, and she just came and just kind of sat with the paintings and was and then she dreamed into them it was really neat and i think that's what happens is a piece will catch your eye and you just go into it and you can be silent and your soul can awaken it again in a different way in a really positive way usually I'm starting to see, <clears throat> we're, we're doing, we've had a whole bunch of 
new podcasts that are happening in this series. And there is this um, almost like a portal. As I'm listening to you, I had another guest say that, you know, they have seen things through a painting before it happened. And I'm now wondering is if what we create as a painting isn't actually a portal of a view of something. Oh my God, I've never thought of it like that. But yes, that's exactly, I think, what I was saying and I didn't even know it. And, you know, it's the same. Talking about art is, is for me personally, it's like it's like doing art and that's how I feel is that it does come through the creative energy that's that's around in the world and I just if I'm standing there with brush in hand then I can give it a life and it can and so yeah it's a portal I agree with that and a healing one because I mean I think and I just see I mean and you live in such an amazing that whole area it's really interesting you have spurned something on I shared something that you had shared within where your studios are and how there's this apartment and how like you can have one apartment that can be a studio. And I was working with a group that's looking at doing housing. And I said, you know, this friend of mine, this fellow artist has this place where you can imagine where you can have a place to live. And I know you use yours as a studio, but can you imagine housing that come with a studio? This person oh, was like, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. And uh -huh. they were like, this is something that should get looked at. So I just wanted to share that with you because maybe, you know, again, there's more things that are creative around us, like creative living. Mm, I like that word. I like that sentence, creative living. And I, I think me having my studio here uh, and, and any artist place, it makes people curious in a really positive way. What's going on in there? <laughs> I love Ashcroft. You know, people really Ashcroft is an art experience I want to take my grandchildren there because they're trained in truck fanatics and but it is that you really do it's like you walk into a movie set aha yeah we live here and forget about how you, it's magical it's a there is some magic going on out there and there's <clears throat> Well, there's so many art pieces, uh, especially in our down downtown core, and it's a it's becoming a destination because of that, which is really cool. Uh, and people support the arts here really greatly. It's a phenomenal because <clears throat> you would when I first uh, moved here, it wasn't like that, but it's, and it wasn't because of me. But it's just more and more artists were attracted to this area, and that you still can get really, really low rent around here and and create, have a space to create that's really, really um, conducive to making art. But tell me, what, what's the, other than we're doing sunflowers and pushing that wonderful thing to get us all working and paid, which is important, what is the next amount, what, what are you doing next, Joe? What's the new Joe? What are you doing? What am, what, well, I'm still going to continue exploring my um, cold wax medium and making my own pigments because that, that's been, it's like taking 40 years of my art career to come around to this. So uh, that's a big focus of mine. I can't teach it right now because of COVID and stuff like that. So I'm really diving into my own, um, my own art practice is what I'm doing. But I'm also open to doing more sunflowers. I think they're awesome. And we're doing many more sunflowers. So that I know because I, I have some meetings with some groups that want us to become wayfinding artist teachers. And we're going to expand our <gasps> studios. And Joe, we know you're one of us. 
So, oh, heavens, yeah. yeah so that, we haven't been able to talk to you about that yet, but we're having, again, it's all about raising funds and stuff, but that's happening finally for us. So yes, mm-hmm. there'll be more sunflowers that people can purchase, but the open studios. Ah. So for me, because I got sick and I had to kind of had to take a step back having other people lead it, but I went, wow, every community needs to have these live studios where we force each other to meet and mingle. I like that a lot. Right? I, I really, and then the public can also do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I see you teaching because, again, you know, we're all, watch this podcast was about queens and about the feminine rising, all those things in a tribe. Well, you need to be the teachers. You yeah. teaching pigment, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> you leading the sunflowers there, like we know that I think we were before our time, businesses need to pay artists a fee. They get to put it up and then we can start this trail like we always planned. But I think they need to be everywhere. Yes, we want to do them in our local areas, but we need to exchange the art. It's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. When they start appearing, More people from outside of our areas are going to see them and they're going to, they're going to hunt us down, which is really fantastic, and they're going to and they're going to want that too. And it's and it's bigger than just owning a piece. It's a it's about sharing, and it's about share. A sunflower is love and hope, and happiness, and that's that's what's going to uh, attract people and draw them to it. I agree. And, uh, yeah, I it's going to happen. It's coming. We 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 have to say yes. I know. And it's like ski hills are contacting me. And so it's all kind of, and I'm like, oh, and it's so great to see the differences that people are coming with the sunflowers. Hey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want mine back. I want to repaint them. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm like the same thing. I'm like, okay, I haven't had time to be in my studio, which because people are morphing them and getting it they're going oh it's not just a satellite it's a piece of metal i can attach things to yeah 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 i need more <laughs> well we've got lots more for you and that's and that's another thing is that you know because they're people throw them away and artists are so good at that so again joe like we know there's some big ones that still have your name ready to be attached to those and it's it's absolutely it's just it's isn't it it's lovely because you and I have podcasted before, but I really feel this kinship with you because you have just you believe in unity and you could see what I could see and even when that road got a little bit bumpy as we had to wait and then COVID hit us again, you are like you are a true sunflower. Joe, you really are. Aw, you're going to make me cry. That's really beautiful. I'm following the lead of you, honey. This would be an interesting study of how many artists have painted sunflowers. Oh, good God, yeah. That is, that's that would be interesting. Think about it, because I go, you know, the Van Gogh sunflower, all of, so many artists have used, the blue is very important, but the sunflower, so if you think, as this moves forward and we are gone and time is, imagine the painted sunflowers that we will leave. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, it's like a language. It's giving me goosebumps. Yeah, it is a language. It, it, you know, and if Google everybody that's listening, Google sunflowers, the meaning of sunflowers, it's wonderful. 
um, is all the things that we talk about too, but they are the lots of mysticism and they're found in all in different religions in the world and Christianity, they play a big part. I did not know that. So I highly recommend Googling the just meaning of sunflower and it's delightful. And there's, there's pages of it, of different meanings of sunflowers. I just did that the other day, Michelle, and I went, oh, because we were, we were trying to find one word to put on the wall. Yeah. And I thought, what's the meaning of a sunflower? And I don't even remember what my word was now. I wrote it down because there were so many words that came. And, uh, but we'll see it up on the wall. <laughs> we will. And what we're talking about, of course, is this art show that we're having because we started the year with this, a bunch of us coming together, painting sunflowers on satellites. And that mm-hmm. would be down the gallery vertigo. But it's more about the movement. My word was faith. Ah, I like that too. Yeah, I I'll have w- to look mine up and see what it was. I like faith. I thought about that one too. Maybe I used that one. I'm not sure, Michelle. That would, would be that crazy cool. cool I wouldn't it, be surprised. Well, I wrote when it got pretty heavy for me last year, and then I knew I was hoping that at least one of my projects of that could go forward. I had faith that I just, I just needed that one crack of light. Uh-huh. And it was, I wrote a poem about faith in sunflower. I can't even talk about it. Um, that uh-huh. when I got, you know, and it was, everybody got sick again and all those things happened. And I just thought if we all had faith in sunflowers. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, and it was that the seed will grow, you know, cause you mean, you know, we were going to grow things. We were going to have fall. Nothing grew. I looked at my garden and the only thing that grew after the fires was my sunflowers. Were your sunflowers, yeah, because they can't, they, they are so resilient. They're the, one of the most resilient flowers out there. Yeah. If the, not the, yeah. The tomatoes yep. didn't make it, like nothing made it through that. Because the fire was only not very far from my house. It, yeah. There was nothing that would have, you know, and then they used our house kind of as the fire station. A little boy. A little bit. So, you know, nothing got watered and we were away. And when I come back from being out of the house, for that week, I come back and I thought, okay, what's going to be there? And there they, I have pictures. I'll have to share them with you, Joe. And there they were. Just uh, in the welcome t- you home. Yeah. Faith and sunflowers. Uh, and people like Joe. Uh, uh, but you're going to see way more of Joe Petty's art as we move forward on the Sunflower Project. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. It was great talking to you, Michelle, as always. Bye. Good morning, Jennifer. Welcome to Art Root Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to have you because I know you have your own podcast. I do. I started a podcast last year called Be True to You. In addition to being a yoga teacher and an artist, I'm also a life coach. And so I like to touch on all different topics that might appeal to people and help them be true to themselves and find their own way on their own healing journeys. It's interesting, right? As, um, you know, you and I have known each other for a while working on projects and you so understand the complexities and the wait and hurry up part of projects. Oh, yes. (laughs) But we've stuck through doing some stuff and the sunflowers are are now leading and you have satellites and you've painted incredible ones. So I love the fact that as an artist, a healer, we are all wayfinders. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I, I, the other part is people go, well, how many podcasts can there be? Um, how many conversations can there be? 
right? Like there's always something that's going to appeal to one person and maybe not another. So you just keep putting things out there and it's going to, it's going to, you know, resonate with whoever needs it most. Have you found that COVID has been very challenging? What would you say the biggest challenge you have had as, you know, in COVID? Uh, there's been a lot. Um, I am, a, what do I want to call myself? I'm an extroverted introvert. So I love being around people who I resonate with, but I desperately need my own private space like every day to recharge myself. So it's been, you know, six of one, half a dozen the other with the isolation from people, but it's also helped me get super clear on who and what I want in my life. Um, made me really take a hard look at what I value most as a human being, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as an artist. And it's it's been cathartic in that I've been able to let a lot of things and, and sadly people go. They, they It just doesn't fit in my world anymore. And that's, that, that's a sense of freedom. You know, it's interesting. We both had health struggles as um, so... <laughs> And we talked about that off air about our vanity and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I what do you think about this feminine healing rising of tribe? Do you believe that our sunflower projects a bit of that? I would say so as I mean, first and foremost, it's mostly women involved in the sunflower project. We have some outstanding men who are participating as well. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know. It just seems to bring in all all of the oh connection and authenticity and community. It's I don't know. We all we all we all vibe with it, and it's brought us together. And I think it's fabulous. Me too. It's it's been interesting. I'm finally getting some um, you know, I would say systems that are wanting to get our services as artists and healers. And I mm-hmm. think. Again, it always goes to me that there's an alumni that's missing if you're self-taught healer artist, that you there's no certificate in being a self-taught natural healer. This is true, and that's something that I have struggled with my entire life. I mean, I've taken so many courses and certificate programs, and I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm taking two yoga teacher things right now online, which I'm very grateful I can do it online. Um, But there was always just something in me and it was just always my normal. And other people were like, well, where did you learn to do that? And then like, I have just always done it. I don't know. Well, and I think that's if you go back into gods and goddesses and ancient healers, they wouldn't have gone to school to be a healer. You would have been Mm -hmm. identified as a healer artist. Yeah, and then that would have been nurtured in you, and you would have perhaps had a mentor or someone to guide you along that path. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. And so to me, I'm wondering, you know, the sunflowers, which are just really a symbol of being a complete, authentic, artistic healer. Every time, every time you say sunflower and every time I see the sunflowers, I just smile and there's just like this light that gets turned on in me. And that's one of the things I, um, I think I put in one of my quotes. There's, there's an authenticity about sunflowers to me. There's no pretentiousness about them. They just, they grow where they are. They grow fabulous and bright and beautiful. And I think each of us as individuals is like that as well. But you bring them all together and it's just like lights up the world. It is really crazy, right? The color. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's the color on those petals. Like I just, I just, I, every time I look at it, I go, it's almost like, you know, a rose is beautiful and mm -hmm. lilacs smell beautiful, but a sunflower, it's just, I guess it just yeah. turns the light on it. That, that's how it feels for me. It is for me as well. And I mean, I think about the seeds too. So are you a sunflower? Like, are you a seed fan? Are you like a sunflower seeder? <laughs> I, you mean to eat? Yeah. I do, but it's bad for my job, but I, <laughs> but I, I do like them a lot, <laughs> and I, I've loved them since I was a kid, and that's one of the coolest things about the sunflowers, is this gorgeous, beautiful flower that you can put in bouquets and have growing in the garden, and then you can you can eat it. <laughs> right? I think that's the feminine rising, is like, ooh, right? Bonus food. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had to have a tooth repaired because all the years on the murals, we would eat sunflower seeds. Oh. And I would think if anybody goes up to the wall, there's these bumps all over the murals. <laughs> They're all the spit sunflowers. <laughs> See, that's funny. <laughs> but I think that's probably where I think we're at because, you know, we're sharing these sunflowers and we're all creating sunflowers, but we are actually trying to make a stream of artists getting paid. You know, that, that far reaching concept that artists should get paid for their work. It's so important. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell me about being an entrepreneur. Oh, it's not for the faint of heart, um, especially not through COVID. Many bumps in the roads. And one thing I'm super grateful for, uh, all throughout my family, I don't know, it's been modeled for me like something goes wrong, you roll with it, you find another way, you don't give up, you just say, okay, that didn't work, shift, and you find another route to get where you're trying to get to. Seems again, another common thread is that it isn't for the faint of heart. You are a wealth of health knowledge. Oh, thanks. I love, my, I love, I love the podcast. I haven't done it um, too much in the last few months. As you mentioned earlier, I, I came down with a severe case of shingles a couple months ago, and I'm still recovering from that. So that kind of put me on slow down gen mode. Um, but I do, I just... If I can help anybody, you know, find their own way to a healthier and happier life, and I know it sounds a little cheesy, but, like, honestly, that's what I want for people. And what's really cool with the podcast and with the blogs I write and just all the different kinds of work that I do, you know, you, it's quiet and you don't hear a lot. And then all of a sudden you'll get this message saying, like, this helped me so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad. Well, and I think there's a big share economy in the podcast world and I'm finding, mm -hmm. yeah, like I go in my studio and I will listen to some really cool podcasts. Like I can do hard things. Mm. Yeah. And I think, That's, yeah, that one's excellent. Right. And I think that as women, one of the most powerful things of the mural world that I did back in that other life was mm -hmm. the scaffolding was that people came to the scaffolding and I can remember days going by where we never touched the wall because we were all so busy yapping on the scaffolding. Oh, cool. So I'm seeing that I'm seeing that, you know, collecting old stories and telling new stories and meeting people. I never thought of the power of a podcast to get to know somebody without seeing their externalness. It is such a gift. Um, lots of people, you know, are hesitant to do things like that, to reach out to people they don't know. I have made so many amazing connections with, uh, mostly women, um, coaches and artists 
and yoga teachers all online. And, you know, like we, we chat, like we're, we're friends now. It's cool. And how else would we have ever met otherwise? Cause like so-and-so is in LA and somebody else is back in Ontario and somebody's in Chicago and the connection is phenomenal. I agree. I've met people that are doing wisdom stories the same as we are and just trying to support this again, feminine economy. But it was <laughs> even like I was podcasting with Joe before yours. Joe and I have known each other for a long time. We've never met. We actually went, have we ever physically met? And we were like, I have friends like that too. (laughs) It's awesome. Do you think, okay, here's, I'm just throwing this out because it's, I I see this other side of what we're doing because I want us to do these art cards. It's almost like pen pals. It's very similar. You're right. Right? That's, yeah, I never thought of it like that, but it is. Back when you were in school and we had pen pals. And didn't you, I mean, I remember having a pen pal and doesn't everybody go and eventually meet their pen pal? Well, I did not because mine was in the Philippines. Um, <laughs> but lots of people do. <laughs> mine was from Quebec and we did and it was, you know, yeah. That, I think I'm a little bit quiet. I'm going, that's what the sunflowers are leading is that we hmm. can invite people to conversations that might feel lonely yes definitely I agree so tell me how many because you've just been the sunflower queen out there so how many have you painted how many more because I know we have a whole stream because we want every person to run with a stream so more it means more how many have you <laughs> I can, painted? I, I can do as many as you want um I dropped four off for our upcoming show I have one at my home right now and I did two other ones they got left out in the snow and got damaged last year, so clearly I didn't coat it properly. So that was a learning experience. But then I, I kind of like let it expand. I, I've done um, an old discarded door from a renovation. I painted sunflowers all over it. I found an old window from a different renovation. I painted sunflowers all at. They're just kind of everywhere. And they, it, I just, I get so much out of doing it. I get so much joy from painting these flowers. I'll just keep going. <laughs> well, and that's what we're finding. A lot of the artists are going, I'm going, yeah, we're going to decide, you know, what the fee is for the artists over the extended amount from this show and how businesses can contact us and we'll put you in touch with those artists and then get these, you know, the, the business owner puts them up, they take ownership and uh, sure. we'll map the trail and talk, you know, about the beautiful part of the sunflower. But I do believe, I, same for me, I, I just keep painting them. If I, right? It's yeah, like, I, I was just like, whether we're doing something with them or not, I'm painting them now, and I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing I believe about community artists is that working together, beauty is formed. And you, you always have you have this, you always have this positive light. Like you're like a fairy. You have this positive light that you bring. Well, thank you. You know, and I know life is challenging, but you just don't let people know that. Well, I, I'm, I'm a little speechless. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just who I am. I don't know how to be anything else. <laughs> well, you do a really good job of being Jennifer and a healer <laughs> and a health promoter. You're kind, and those are things that I think are wayfinders, and I'm always honored. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, and we'll talk real soon. Thanks so much, Michelle. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to Talking to the Sunflowers. 
So we were talking about science. So tell me that again, Sheila. So I um, was very practical when I was at a young age and um, in high school, decided to take computer science so that I could make a, make some money and uh, have a good job and go where and live where I wanted to live and then become an artist later. And I grew up on the prairies on a farming community. So that's all I knew was the farming and my parents knew. And for me, becoming educated and uh, meant I could go out and see the world. And I have an exploratory, adventurous spirit. And that's why I chose the path that I did. Um, Partway through my computing career, I had to stop. Because in my heart and soul, it was not who I was. I am an artist. Um, And so I did quit. I did take some art classes. But then I raised a family. (laughs) As we all do, right? I'm not very good at multitasking, I realize, too. So I admire women who have children, can have a career, can do all sorts of things. But I... I kind of had to dabble in my art while raising my sons. And um, now at the age that I'm at, the last 10 years, I've been focusing on my art. When I moved to the Okanagan, I think it was 2009, I was inspired by, like I'm pretty sure the Okanagan's probably got the highest per capita (laughs) number of artists there are in Canada. And, um, And I actually was the first time I felt great support in being an artist and maybe that's because I was ready for that support I don't know but it's interesting because that's the same for me I mean I believe we're all artists when we're born and I believe that art and science I mean I think they're both the same I don't exactly right and I think I think it's only been the modern world that thinks well you're an artist so you're not analytical or scientific just because I couldn't do math I mean I loved science so I think in that, but coming to the Okanagan, um, that for me was like, wow, I mean, how does a woman painting murals make a living somewhere? And the arts were really embraced more so than like my small town. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, to me, it's like that, what they say about finding your tribe, right? And getting that support. And I, I feel that. The things that hold me back as an artist really are my own preconceived self-doubts about what being an artist is, and it's I'm still working on that. And I think part of the Sunflower Project, part of some of these, I have some other art groups that I've become part of. I think coming together as a group is what helps us get rid of that self-doubt. It has for me anyway. Oh, I I 100% agree. And and I can, the the tribe thing is really important. And for me, the sunflower represents work because I believe being an artist is work and it's hard, damn hard work, you know, getting up every day and creating something, not knowing that a paycheck comes and you get your paycheck on whether somebody or not likes what you make. Exactly. And it's so easy. And I, again, 
I still am struggling with this. I still am looking for that part-time job that will bring in, you know, going and getting a job, like in general, and bringing in a paycheck is easy. Being an entrepreneur and relying on yourself to get up every day, walk the walk, put the work in, and being an artist is work. Oh, yeah. And that's harder. And I know it because I'm living that right now. And I do struggle with it. Well, that's what the Sunflower Project was about. Because, I mean, I've done many, many projects. And through that time, I saw this thread. And, I mean, yes, I tell the story of my immigrant grandparents, which is how the Sunflower Project started. But it was really when I started to see how much work the grandmothers did in, in building the infrastructure of this country. I, that is so interesting, Michelle. I've, I, just as, you know, on a side, I have inherited from my folks all these old photos. Really? From my folks and my grandmother and my great-grandmother because my folks are in long-term care now. And I have this vision to do this project on telling the story and I have all these photos and I wish I'd listened more to their stories. And why, that's why it's important to listen to our elders stories too. So we don't forget the hard work that they put in. So what nationality, what are the, what photos did you find? Well, my, my, on my father's side, it's the Irish, um, uh, Scotch kind of United empire loyalists, like yeah. back from into New York and and then well, who knows where after that. But my mom, my mom is actually German. And um, so it's mostly from my father's side and his mom's side. They all came from Ontario. Um, and then they were all either Irish or um, Scotch or English, which I guess ended up in Germany, too. Yep before like when they came to the states but most of my relatives came directly from ireland scotland i just feel like i have all these stories about family and hard work and trials and tribulations that i would like to tell so do you know do you know that the, the sunflower project so i know we've just all kind of worked together a little bit of creating these satellites is based on the fact that i didn't know that my grandfather's family had been interned in an internment camp in vernon Really? I didn't. Oh, wow. You're kidding. So the sunflower mural downtown Vernon, I painted because while I was painting the murals in Vernon, I found a letter from my Ukrainian grandfather at the museum. Like, we're not from here, right? We're from the Crow's Nest Pass. Um, Yeah. Okay. And it's like John Seneshin, not a common name. And so long story short, I found out that my family was interned in the Vernon internment camp for in this in the Austro-European, you know, German, Ukrainian camps in Canada. That's how I found out about it. That's how the sunflower got put on that wall so that I wow. could tell my grandparents' story because we didn't know. My mom did not know. Well, and that is a theme. That's kind of a thread um, because, you know, being a German background, my family, like I, I, in the 90s, I went to visit my German family and they absolutely refused to acknowledge, you know, because my I my grandfather was in the German army yeah, yeah. and it's the shame yes. and the um the sadness yes that comes from all of that 
that that's so harsh. My, um, yeah, my daughter's to, married to a young fellow that's from Germany and um, direct family, and it's it, it's called it is the shame. If you could imagine, this is why this project's so important to me. So we might be painting sunflowers right now in how to bring people together, but I see across this country giant sculptures of sunflowers with I get very emotional talk about it with their uh-huh. heads down because the flavor was shame in our family there was alcoholism you know my grandmother would say my grandfather lost the farm ah uh, well no that's not true the government gave us the land or we bought the land for $25,000 after being invited here and then they took it away so shame of these sunflowers with their heads down I hope with this story of me bringing artists together is that we can have their heads put up that we have no, you know, right now we're living COVID, which is m- like minimal compared to what our ancestors lived. And look how difficult it has been for us. Exactly. Like I, I, I tell you, telling you about my mom's story, the shame, like I'm tearing up here too, because I think shame and, um, <sighs> Well, the word shame is the one. Shame and guilt. Yes. And a sense of uh, not being part, like that tribe thing, right? And yeah. being differentiated that way. We can't do, we can't keep doing this in our society because it, it creates boundaries between people. It's, it's, it's true because when the project started, we had an opening of that mural and um, we had, I mean, and it's a story. We had Catholic priests. We had our lovely, amazing indigenous chief. Um, we had students that used to work with me that are now high end artists and band members. And we had Japanese, we had every nationality. We had a woman um, that did a Japanese painting about her family and we took all our pictures and we put them all together from the 1900s, and nobody could tell who was who. My great grandmother has skin. She's like she had. She was very, 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 very dark and lived in a grass hut. <clears throat> and it was interesting. And we came up with a thing that we are all indigenous to this planet, indigenous blue. And if we look at this, that we are all indigenous to this planet, and Mother Nature has taught us, she will shake us off. And in that, we said we need to create a movement. And it was beautiful because Byron Lewis welcomed everybody. He welcomed all of the people that showed up to the opening of that mural. The parking lot was full and the sunflower stood there that said, we are all sunflowers on this planet. We all have a story. We all have a story that will break your heart. But until we start comparing our pains and start doing something about moving forward, we will forever be trapped in that pain. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm just starting to deal with that for my own pain and I wish I'd been able I don't know why my mother wouldn't I think she was so caught up in her pain all her life that she just didn't want to share it it's the shame I mean I was an unwed mother in a small coal mining town I I never had that personality I can remember walking out of the hospital I didn't tell anybody I was pregnant and then a week later I had a baby you know I hid it for a year and lived at home with my parents wow yeah and um yeah went into yeah well that's what it was right back then you just you know and that's not that long ago no so imagine our mothers and I think about my husband's mother the shame we have no idea I mean every generation is better but we still feel 
Like, you know, I walked out of that hospital. I hadn't told even my best friends and I went to get the vitamins from the drugstore. And I remember this woman walking up to me in my little small hometown going, how can you just walk down the, the mall proud with that baby? And I was like, pardon me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know, and my grandparents, my you know, my dad was, what's your grandparents going to say? Well, my Scottish grandmother was proud as heck. And she grabbed that baby. And my grandfather, who was Czechoslovakian, he was like, I gave them a gift. Yeah. Right. But they yeah. come from a, a place where my dad used to say that they used to tell stories that the different nationalities were not allowed to walk on the side of the streets. That's in Canada in like 1940. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My. Yeah. Right. I grew up in small town, Saskatchewan. It was totally like that. Even the graveyard in my parents' small town. They put the Catholics and the Protestants on separate sides of the graveyard. Exactly. (laughs) I love history. I love to see, to put my hands on. When I I went to the the National Gallery years ago in grade 12, and I I walked around all the the room with the marble statues, and I touched them all, and I got crap for doing that. You're not supposed to. (laughs) Right? Me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's... I, I totally get what you're saying, Michelle. Oh, man, I'm so glad you See? stopped in my booth. And so thank you, Sheila. Um, we will talk a lot more. Um, yeah. And now you have an understanding of what we're going to do. And there's other, so you can see now that there'll be many projects. We're hoping that we're going to work a long time with Gallery Vertigo. That's kind of what we're dancing around to see what that can look like because they are a charity. But I want Leader Sunflowers to go in every community. And I see, you know, that's, if you just look at the planet, let's grow a sunflower field all around the planet. Let's tell the stories of those that we've walked on their backs because those people deserve to be heard. And I believe that's the thread. So thank you. And you and I are going to talk very soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great, Michelle. Thanks. Good morning, Charlie. Welcome to Art Root Radio. Well, good morning to you too, Michelle. Nice to connect. Well, thanks for for doing this because um, why we started the podcast was to really start talking about artists and not just senior artists, all artists, and um, to talk about the journey of being an artist, how it's helped your life, how it's helped your healing. Well, um, I am 75 years old right now and kind of feeling every minute of it sometimes. but. just looking back on my career, I've been uh, I've been married for 52 years. I got three kids and six grandchildren, and I spent uh, an enjoyable career in the forest industry for about 40 years. Um, I left that um, and became a counselor, and um, I did that for about 10 years. Um, so that's kind of where I, my journey and the, the high points of my journey, um, with respect to being an artist, it's kind of funny how, how things come. I, I think that I've always been creative. I just didn't ever pick up a pencil to do it, but, um, I was spending some time with, uh, some spiritually like-minded people and we were talking about how we could deepen our practice. This is about five years ago. And don't know how I came to the decision, but I thought, yeah, I'm going to just try painting. And um, so I bought some paints and really got frustrated and wasn't sure I did the right thing. Um, 
but a messenger came to me. Um, she'd been painting most of her life. Uh, and I asked her how she got started and how she kept it up. And, and she said, well, um, I, I couldn't always paint when I was working, but uh, I always took classes. And she's in her 80s now, and she still takes classes. And I thought, okay, there, there's, a, there's a good point. Um, so just about the same time I was starting my art journey, um, Melissa Dinwiddie started her store in Vernon. And so I started hanging around there, and lo and behold, she started having classes there like every week. And I don't know how many classes I went to, but it really started to make a difference because my skill building and understanding and perspective really started to come together. Um, and it was really funny. Uh, I was going along trying different things and she brought one artist in, uh, just a, a terrific, lovely person named Kim Smith. She's an artist who lives here in Vernon. <clears throat> and her class was called Abstract Realism which if you know Kim, it doesn't make any sense, kind of like her. Um, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there kind of waiting for this thing to start, and people are lining up their pencils and stuff to get ready, their tools. And she came in, and she said to everybody, she said, well, put that stuff away. And you could see the discomfort starting right away. And she was she tore up strips of paper. Uh, 300 weight watercolor paper and she said this is what we're going to use and then for the next three hours we proceeded to create art using soggy watercolor paper um, some people really really struggled with it um, I thought wow this this makes a lot of sense to me and uh, that launched me kind of in a, in a direction of abstract and which is now kind of where I go and abstract interpretations of natural environment and, and so on. But, um, and I continue to take a lot of classes and I get into exhibitions where I can and look for opportunities to, um, to practice. Um, so for me, <clears throat> Michelle, um, that's the kind of that technical side of my art journey. The most important part has been how it has helped me spiritually, <clears throat> has translated into every aspect of my life in terms of how to deal with difficulty, how to solve problems, how to be creative, how to let go. Uh, all the things that bring balance into a person's life, uh, they play out in my studio every day. And so that's kind of where I am right now. That's beautiful. Um I come from a long line of artists, but we've all just been workers. We Art is just what we are. I don't think anybody ever said we were an artist. It was that, you know, my dad worked with his hands. He was a cabinet maker. He, he would just always tell me. He used to call me Blue Eyes. And he used to say, Blue Eyes, just make sure your hands are busy. Make something every day. He goes, that's the God of the mountain in you. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful, Charlie, your work is beautiful. Like when I look at it, it has this ethereal quality, almost like, um, I don't, it's like you, you go to another place when you look at your stuff. You know, I think, Michelle, the um, opportunity to join the, the project um, and do some work with the satellite dishes, um, it added another, I had no expectation. And it really, it was, a, it was amazing how this added another dimension to my creative practice um, and it was something I had not planned and, and it was 
you know, here I sat with this this piece of satellite dish sitting there, and I thought I, I thought to myself, well, you really did it this time because <laughs> you know because because I bought you know I I asked to get involved and was gratefully accepted, and I came out with my satellite dish, and I thought, okay, now what? And that, I was I was stuck in that place for a while. Um, and of course, what I had in mind uh, initially, Michelle, was what most people do is they they take this this oval shape um, and paint uh, something that looks like a sunflower that stands like a sunflower. Um, and it's really impressive how people have actually taken that theme and done what they have. But I was thinking, well, okay, so what the heck am I going to do? And um, so it was just one of those things because um, I thought the idea about the sunflower, so I figured out how I was going to paint the sunflower. Um, it was interesting because one of the things that um, I believe in is, I, I, I would say, is the energy that exists everywhere. Um, and life is energy and energy in everything. Um, and the Hindus have a practice called chakra, um, and, it, and it, it's an energy focus uh, based using colors. Yeah. And I said, okay, so I know that I'm going to paint my sunflower in the colors that represent the chakras. Yeah. This is what I did. But what was different was I was looking at it, and I had no idea how it, because I had this thing in my studio kind of looking at it, and, and I had no idea that I was going to actually turn it into a bird bath. When I started looking at the under part, like the, not the not the dish, but the all the hardware. And I said, well, okay, so I started just envisioning how I moved around and then all of a sudden I just boom, there it was. And I realized that I could articulate, I had to take it apart and reassemble it, but everything would go back together the way I wanted it to, but now it's a bird bath. And it's fan a, it's fantastic. You know, and, and and I yeah, why it came like that, Michelle no idea but as you know inspirations the universe has a way of saying no it's time to do this and that's what happened do you know that the logo of artwork radio the magenta mm -hmm. we picked it based on the chakras <laughs> yeah because it's the highest chakra where yep. i hope that people can come together and that's why i picked the sunflower is i believe that nobody can argue about a sunflower and artist groups can you know, they can keep their tribes separate and they won't work together. And in my experience, that political side, I just I just don't want it in my life. And so mm -hmm. the sunflower was because everybody, you you guys want another town wants to paint sunflowers? Great, we'll just map you. More means more. <laughs> and the pink was the magenta because I'm in that same place too. I just bought a whole bunch of crystals and, and uh, I just believe that coming together in the resonation of this do you know what's really funny, Charlie? You'll have to come up to the studio. We have a couple of the really big ones waiting, and you are more than welcome, and more people want to give them. But the big ones, as you sit in front of them, they vibrate. Mm. And so Robbie, and Rob Creelman, one of our sunflower artists who you know well, he sang in front of one. I can send you the video, Charlie, and it just, all the voices that those satellites have heard, I get really emotional thinking about it, around the mm -hmm. planet. That's what we're doing by talking to the sunflowers, but it's the most healing thing. Thank you so much, Charlie. I can't wait. We'll be uh, we'll have the podcast open again when we have the opening, 
and uh, or the install because you never know during the install what we all must might come up with. I know Rob's got a bike. He's got a sunflower <laughs> bike. <laughs> so thank you very much, and we will talk real soon. Okay, my friend. All right. Bye, Charlie. Yeah, bye-bye. Welcome to Art Root Radio, and today my special guest is Patricia Doyle. Hi, Pat. Hey, Michelle. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. How about you? Have you escaped COVID? Oh, I've so far so good, knock on wood. So tell me about Patricia Doyle and her art practice. How long have you had a successful art practice? Hmm, well, I've been working in glass for over 20 years. Briefly started in stained glass, moved on to fused glass, then lamp working, which is making glass beads, um, silversmithing, then abstract acrylic painting, then videography. So I teach. And I, my teaching allows me to continue my practice. I, if I didn't teach, I don't know that I wouldn't have to pick up another job. <laughs> That's so, no, Pat, I agree 100%. I have been a teaching artist right from the start of my career. I don't think I could have made a living as a practicing artist without the teaching side. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree so looking at your work, you have a, your work is very um, fine craftsmanship, craftwomanship. Like you well, have, thank you. you really do. Like you have this unique, with everything you touch has this, um, a fine flair, like your earrings. I look at the textures or it's like you cross medium all the time. And I don't think as an artist to an artist, People appreciate sometimes the amount of detail that goes into like a glass process. Yes. Um, it's funny because someone just asked me a couple of weeks ago, you work in so many different mediums. What's your favorite medium? And I really honestly told them, you know, it's the one I'm doing today. It's whatever I got so excited about and so inspired by that I went to the studio and that's what I did that day. So it could be glass, it could be copper, sterling, paint, you know, any one of the different mediums I work in. Even when I'm working on a video, um, at that moment, I get so immersed in it that that's my very favorite. I would agree with you. People have asked me that too, and it's like, I see so many artists that are just, they have their medium, they have their style, it's recognizable. And then mine is always like chaotic. Like I, same thing, like you and I were playing around on stuff last night on the computer. Desktop publishing can take me down a rabbit hole of, wow, that was fun. <laughs> well, you do work in a lot of different mediums too, and you get it. Yeah. I think it's whatever keeps your mind curious. Yeah. And, and active. Wow. And I think really during the pand pandemic, if you can keep yourself um, motivated and inspired and productive, that's the key to not falling down a deep hole. So you and I have been working on a project that um, started out, and it still has the name Art Root Blue, and we have this dream of public art and artists and inside art and songs and videography, all sorts of things, and we've been working on it. 
since 20, what was it, 13, 14? Long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and we, about connecting, connecting community, connecting artists, um, sharing. Well, it's interesting to see, because I look back at the videos that we did up at my property, and there's that amazing scene of your face with the paint and Mandy and Rob. <laughs> we had so much fun that day, right? That was fun. I love that picture. Well, that video has really gone viral to hundreds of thousands of views. <laughs> and I think now, looking back, we were so visionary of what I believe... Pat, you true, truly are a wayfinder. You help artists. You help communities. I know to be an artist in today's world, you got to be a businesswoman, all those things you are. But you truly are a collaborator. I am. You really? I like teamwork. I like, I like helping other people to build community. Do you have roots in that? Is that something you were taught, or is that just in your personality, do you think? I don't know. I, I think as a middle child, you always want people to get along. I've been oh. told that anyway. And I, you know, in, when times are really bad, there's that famous quote about look for the helpers. Look for the people that aren't just groveling and shriveling and melting and melting down. Looking, look for the people that are just quietly helping other people. That's brilliant. It truly is. I think there's also a, a, some kind of a bonus to COVID in as being an artist. I think, I mean, my life changed for some reasons, but some part of it I really enjoyed during COVID because I loved more time in the studio. But do you see an sort of like an uprising of creativity coming out of COVID? Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's interesting, too, because um, I think everyone has the things that they, the familiar things they do when they're upset. Um, you know, I can do my production glasswork when I'm in any kind of mental frame. But to be able to paint, I have to have a serenity that was really hard for me in the first few months of the pandemic. And... Uh, it took me a while to be able to get back in balance. And you know the spiral that we were talking about, you know, yeah. the Fibonacci sequence in the spiral? Um, to me, that's a real metaphor for life. And I put it in a lot of my artwork because it's my reminder that when you're born, you're born at the center of that spiral. And as you get older and start walking and talking and going to school and fitting in and rebelling and all those things, um, buying a house, finding a career, you get further and further away from the center of that spiral. And I really truly believe that as we evolve, we're trying to get back to center. And when you're centered, you can do anything. When you're grounded and centered, you're strong. So that spiral is that reminder to me. It's, that's for me to the spiral. And what's interesting is the the logo, the Art Root Radio and Root Blue logo is the hoof print, which is also a golden spiral. Uh -huh. It's just a cross section, right? And it's magenta because of the upper chakra. But the sunflowers are also a golden spiral and Fibonacci. They are, yep, Fibonacci sequence for sure. 
And it's everywhere in nature. Maybe, potentially, what do you think of this? Do you think that art and science in the mass education should be more understood that they are closely related, not so separate? Absolutely. How can you see that happening? It should be, it should be part of the basic curriculums. You know, when I hear a politician say that art has no value to community, it just makes my blood boil. It, like, if you're really bummed out, you're, you can't go to work because of COVID-19, you're stuck at home, what do you do? You reach out for an artist's work. You read a book. You listen to music. You turn a television program on to try and escape the grim reality of what you're going through right now. Artists are what got us through this whole time, and artists are what who are going to lead us out of it, I believe. I believe 100% too. I mean... The first sunflower I painted was on the mural for the Ukrainian internment. And it was based on the quote of Louis Riel, right? That the artist will, you know, my people will sleep for a hundred years and it will be the artist that waken them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a stunning mural. Well, and it was so profound of what the impact of that story has been. And I believe it's that how can our government rebuild our infrastructure that was built on the backs of immigrant people who were not paid, who host the skills that we as immigrant children and grandchildren have at our fingertips. Mm, yeah. Right? When you think about that, Pat, like we, you know, we've talked about how you are an amazing cook and all the art skills like you have. You are a true artist. And I believe the word artist sometimes doesn't pay justice to what really is, is creators. What we're doing, and together with the sunflowers, I see a light. What do you see when you think of a sunflower now? Well, we have, a, we grow a lot of sunflowers in our front yard every year. And enough that, that people come by to look at them and take pictures of them and comment about them. And in periods of my life when things have been absolutely horrifically awful, I found reaching into the soil, planting something, working the ground. There's a reason they call that grounding, right? Is if you can garden, you can, you can come back. You can find the light and spin this thing around and you'll get through it. And for me, that's what sunflowers are. That's beautiful. For me, it's the... Don't you find that, though, when you put your fingers in the dirt and oh, you just man, start yeah. getting centered again and feeling like, okay, this will be all right. I just plant plant the seed, seed by seed, plant the seed. Somebody asked on social media the other day, um, I think it was actually the singer Andrew Allen, Is every, what's anybody or everybody excited about? Are people having anything that they look forward to? And my answer back on social media was, yeah, gardening, planting. For some reason, I feel such an excitement and almost zen-like thing that I want to feel the ground this year. I believe that it's shifted. There's been a shift. And same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, gardening, another art form, right? So you're creating. Yeah. For me, exactly. I want to put. The seeds from last year, because, I mean, we were part of that fire and had to leave my house. And I took the sunflower seeds, pods, from the garden as we left my house with me. 
And so did you? I did, Pat, and I have them in a jar to share with our project, but I want to plant those seeds that stood guard for my house because they were right on the border between the fire and my house. Wow. Wow. And I'm, So they, you could have your own variety of phoenix sunflowers. Yeah, and I believe... Risen from the flame. Well, I want to thank you because your spirit and your energy... I will forever see you as a blue sunflower. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, my warrior princess, thank you so much. I so admire you and I so enjoy working with you. This is going to be an amazing, amazing show that's coming up at Gallery Vertigo. And... I look forward to the next thing. And we will be sending listeners on a scavenger hunt to go learn about Patricia Doyle and her art. When you say the word artist, and I am saying that very loudly to you, go and see her art because it will take you to an ethereal place that you can only experience with your eyes and on the radio because now you've got to know Pat a little bit better. She will be doing... Um, some workshops and some other fun stuff. So stay tuned because this is not the last you've heard of Patricia Doyle. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pat. You are absolutely love you, Mish. Love Thank you, you back. Okay, bye. Bye. The water flows through indigenous blue. The tides rise and fall, connecting us all. Water is life, hear our call. The water flows through indigenous blue.